Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. It's midweek. We're toward the end of the season. And I think this is the time when when we, we're harvesting. We're harvesting things that we've earned. We've harvested uh, so much hard work that bloomed, that blossomed into the fruits of our labor, which now I think after all of this work, we're now just starting to see. For instance, Jason, what are you wearing today? I uh, I got on a, a Falcons hoodie that I won in the gambling contest thanks to the Sandman. I don't I it, wearing Falcons gear in public probably doesn't count as winning, but we take what we can get. Well, if we're on an agricultural theme, you know, last year was uh, the Falcons reaping a wonderful harvest, and this year they're letting the field, you know, air out a little bit, regenerate. You don't have to grow every year, right? Yeah, are there crops that only grow like every four or five years? Mm. Seems unlikely. Yeah, it's called Auburn football. Congratulations. Yeah, it's about the same. It's good. It's definitely not a USDA regulated product. Auburn football. This is a this is a good pastoral image you've led us off here with Spencer, but I think it's wrong. Because okay. I th- I think this week is brought to you by Sheriff John Bennell. It's the world's most dangerous college football week. These teams thought they were going to be able to skate scot-free and steal a win. <laughs> These lowlifes <laughs> swore they were going to get away with it this time. This bad Buckeye thought he had an easy pass to the Big Ten championship game. Local Sheriff Mark D'Antonio saw differently. <laughs> oh, Someone man. let loose a whole crate full of frogs on this young man's front lawn. So what did he do? He stepped on each and every one of them with his very fast feet. Uh, if you don't know Sheriff John Bunnell, oh man, you should. You probably do already. Because Sheriff John Bunnell, he was the host of, I believe, it, was it America's Wildest Police Chases? Yeah, or or Most Dangerous. It was some superlative that you would that, you, that you're like, maybe we shouldn't apply this to police chases. No, nope. it, like, it was like nine different cop propaganda shows. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, copaganda, if you will. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Sher- this was world's wildest police videos, and if you've never seen it, Sheriff John Bunnell, uh, he was uh, he's from Oregon. He was an actual sheriff, and uh, he-, he retired. And then when he retired, he decided to uh, you know do a little Hollywood. And most of what Sheriff John Bunnell does is walk through these fictional scenes, right? If you've ever seen the show, he walks through these fictional scenes of cops rushing to a, a scene or something, right? Or cops getting in a helicopter. And the world's best internet video is an eight-minute montage, which is nothing but John Bunnell with a wipe of sirens in between each, like, each scene. It's just constantly John Bunnell doing these, like, awesome little monologues about, like, like, these guys thought the cops were pigs, but later they were the ones who were made into bacon. You know, like, that's... Mm -hmm. And he does that while, like, walking around a car and getting in. John Bunnell at the shooting range... Just unlo- unloads the whole clip, turns around, and tweets so sexy at himself. So sexy. Didn't he also do that? Wasn't that him? <laughs> well, that's the, yeah, that's the best thing is that he has the best Twitter account because his Twitter just stops at a certain point where he is like kind of sexting slash propositioning this woman um, 
and then uh, every I I assume everybody was like, "Oh shit, Sheriff John out here trying to lay the pipe." And instead of just deleting his account or deleting the tweets, he just walked away. He just walked away forever and left it all intact. Yep. This sexy sheriff thought he was going home with a classy lady. <laughs> instead, he logged off. <laughs> he thought it was a direct message. Instead, he directed the message to the world. Uh, sheriff John Bunnell, if I could just share a few of my tw- his favorite tweets. You know, tweets read aloud aren't exactly the best art form, but I think... I can do these service if I. You got to. You got to do them in the voice. You got to do them in the voice. Sheriff John Bunnell, February twenty first, two thousand sixteen. Hole in one. Today, drunk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so relatable. It's it's, it's February second, two thousand sixteen. Rehash OJ. Don't think so. That's it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> February 1st, 2016. Netflix, here we come! Three exclamation points. <laughs> and who knows? That could have just been about him getting an account. Him getting a login from somebody. Sheriff John Bennell does everything as hard as he fucking can. <laughs> yeah, and all most of his tweets, most of them, are just him uh, out on the town with the boys. Having a drink. Being like, it's great hanging out with, you know, Ted. And that's it. This sheriff thought you could substitute onion rings for a side salad at this local restaurant. What he's about to find out is that there is no substitute for honesty. September 10th, 2015. Someone take me to sushi and buy me a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's pretty good, though, because he doesn't want sushi. He only wants beer. Again, relatable. May 20th, 2015. Might have been a DM that went sideways. (laughs) So, comma, I need to come to Toronto. Would love to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) Sheriff John has mastered the indirect message. (laughs) Just just spraying it. That's like, attention, ladies of Toronto. (laughs) People of the world. He's, he's, he's amazing, man. It's, it's like, like old dirty bastard addressing hey, it to all the women of the world. Listen, you can't screenshot a DM that never gets sent. Oh man, so so yeah, that's this is the the, the absolute greatest Twitter account ever, uh, John Bunnell, who yes did at one point tweet so sexy, so sexy <laughs> <laughs> at himself, and then probably posted three pictures of him at a tavern. And then, um, and then something talking about how Paris Hilton is the perfect woman. So this and is then, the world's wildest college football weekend. It's time to walk around Miami Stadium, and and get get in like seven fights, and then walk inside. January thirteenth, two thousand fifteen. The letter S. That's it. It's just an S. Oh. <laughs> Shit, Syracuse gonna Syracuse gonna be Wake Forest. You say the letter. Yeah. Now, if, if you're wondering, yeah, just, 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 he should have, right? Oh man. Uh, let me give you, let me give you a good one, though. I'm gonna bring it all back in case you think this is pointless. Sheriff John Bunnell, January first, two thousand fifteen. Okay. Ducks rule. Kick FSU. Quack quack. He was right. He was right. He was Nailed right. It. Damn. 
and we will stay away from making law enforcement jokes about that team. Don't know what don't know uh, what jokes there would be to make, you know? Yeah. Can't think uh, of any. So, this week's uh Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Get to start off with uh Michigan State fresh off Dragon Penn State through a swamp against Ohio State fresh off being a swamp. <laughs> and uh Ohio State's favored by 15 points, much to Mark D'Antonio's delight. Oh, that's great. There's so much disrespect there. The, the video came out and he just he just kind of grinned and well, that's interesting. I would hmm. not be surprised if Mark D'Antonio kept like $500,000 just to swing betting lines against Michigan State for that purpose. Oh, he's the sharp, the ultimate. Yeah. Sharp. yeah. I mean, that whew, man, but like he'd always be losing. So maybe like 90% of his contract goes toward that. He, yeah. He only oh, has yeah. 100,000 in take home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is all I need to live on. I'm a simple man. I only need to make six figures. You can do your grocery shopping at Home Depot if you know where to look. <laughs> Some of them do have a Wendy's inside. A lot of the gra- a lot of the grout's non-toxic. They have to say so. The garden section's just a produce section in development, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's just a two-star produce section down the down the road at Ann Arbor. They didn't want you tulips. You're in East Lansing. I'll, I'll eat your entire family. <laughs> your dinner. <laughs> You're a valued member of our dinner. I have a feeling that if I could explain Michigan State football, I could go through the statistical profile with you, but it's easier for me to say that Mark D'Antonio will pickle <laughs> that. That's it. He's going to get through the winter by pickling it. What is it? He's going to pickle the football. It'll be tart. It'll be, um, it'll be maybe not as good as the actual thing that is pickled, but it will... It will survive the winter. It'll, it'll... Over here in my basement, I've got a whole shelf full of pickled jars. Oh, you mean like like jars with pickled food in them? No. Nope. Nope. No, I pickled the jars. The glass so gets eat... just to the right consistency. Coach, you eat glass? No. I eat pickled jars. I eat pickled, I eat pickled glass. All of these punts, handcrafted and pickled. All of them. I, I really, like, I don't know how to tell you that they're going to... That they're gonna win this game. Who's that? Who's they? Michigan State. Michigan State. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I think they're the ultimate they in all of college football. Yeah, I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to get you there. Okay. It just. It, but you're ignoring the fact that Ohio State has the human twenty-sided die in JT Barrett. So yeah, if they roll critical miss, absolutely Michigan State's gonna win. Eighteen. I mean, then then they're gonna win the damn game. But you don't know. You gotta you gotta roll it out there and see what happens. I know that overall, in terms of uh, advanced stats, Michigan State they, they're right there with like Florida Atlantic. Like really, they're actually like right there in that tier with Florida Atlantic. Just winning consistently. Yes, we get it. <laughs> right, just with with a flashy attention grabbing head coach. Mm-hmm. And why this is this game is just going to turn into the. D'Antonio-ish morass that will only benefit Michigan State. If they're hanging at like 13-10 in the third quarter, watch Urban Meyer's hair just slowly start to fall out. You know what Michigan State is? It's like the, and you you have a card game, like uh, my daughter and I, we play a lot of the Pokemon card game, but like I'm sure um, the Magic and all those others have this too, where like you can lay down a card that totally changes the rules. Like in, in, in the Pokemon game, it's a stadium and it changes like, oh, now all these all these kinds suck. It's never a boost. It's never a buff. Michigan State is never like, oh, wide receivers all get plus. Nope. 
It's always minus. Nope. Always it's minus. Always like, okay, now we're going to take double damage, but you're going to take tri- triple damage. Won't have, that be you, fun? have you ever read Harrison Bergeron? <laughs> <laughs> so the last five games in this series, roughly, at least off the top of my head, you have two one-point Ohio State wins. And you have two times when Michigan State wrecked a all but certain Ohio State national title shot. Well, and we're it, going to take the points plus fifteen. I mean, on the other hand, it's def- they're definitely not wrecking an all but certain Ohio State national title shot this time. Ooh, the pressure's so, off. So if it's if those are the two possibilities, congratulations, Ohio State, for this narrow victory. Mm, okay. Well, this is the Big Ten East title game, though, so there are stakes. Yeah, but I mean. Wisconsin's uh, Wisconsin's the clear conference leader at this point. I don't see why you would question that. I don't see why you would dig into that and say that, like, maybe that's not true. I, the college football playoff committee has run the numbers, and they have determined that Wisconsin is the best team in the conference. If this is going to be a truly bizarre year, then what we need is we need for everyone in the Big Ten East to cause enough blood loss to each other so that by the time whatever comes into the Big Ten championship game at that point is so messed up from what they've done to each other that, you know, big old rosy-cheeked, full-of-blood, sanguine Wisconsin, who's barely broken a sweat all year, just manages to, like, roll in and just have Paul Chris sitting there with, like, the the clock on the sideline, right? Just, like, holding a big cartoon clock to get to 38, right? And just running the clock and winning at something like 17-10. The Big Ten title at this point is basically the, like, almost finished McMansion, and Wisconsin's going to swoop in and buy it for $200,000 and be like, hey, why is it so cheap? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, Ohio State, Michigan State, uh, murder-suicide, as it turned out. (laughs) Oh, man. The Big Ten title this year is, like, the um, trick that worked really well, like, 10 years ago on eBay when you would just Google, like, (laughs) typos. Like, Google, like, you you go on eBay and search, like, Palm Pilliot. Right. If you get a fucking cheap Palm Pilot that you can sell, that shit works <laughs> like crazy. But now there are all sorts of there are sites that do that for everybody. Lazy, yeah, spoiled they, the yeah. But yeah, that, that's, that's what the Big Ten title is. It's, it's more like the Borg turn title. This is what's going to happen when the, uh, when the bots win the Big Ten four years from now. <laughs> the bots are going to figure it out. The Russian bots. <laughs> it's going to be fun. That's, that probably favors Purdue, right? Engineering school? Uh, yeah, sort of cold and eat a lot of potatoes. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot of time we've spent on the 12-13 game. Clearly, it must be the most interesting matchup of ranked teams. Hell no! Oh. No, sir. Next up! Actually, I mean, shit, there's more in that slot alone. You got Oklahoma State, Ohio- Oklahoma State, Iowa State, where if Iowa State wins, they are very much in line for the Big 12 championship because they will have the tiebreaker over over whoever loses the oh, big, big 12 game later that day. Oklahoma State and TCU. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only big things. Only big things for Iowa And they State. host. They host. So... Yeah, I mean, prepare for a world in which um, Iowa has a win over the Big 12 champion. Sorry. The whole state Oof. of Iowa just, just bowing up. Oh, goddamn state. I'm, ex- I'm excited for, for us because this seems like a thing we would do to make a very enthusiastic case for, like, four-loss Iowa to make the playoff. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting close. I mean, if My- they knock off Wisconsin, let's do it. <laughs> the, shutdown, the shutdown forecast 14 playoff as it stands. Iowa State. Iowa, uh, let's see, Wake Forest, 
and FAU, as we said. Pitt, um, there we go. Pitt, and I think we'll let's invite UCF. The actual one sure, sure as hell ain't. No, sure. hey, but they get listen. This UConn game is surely going to boost their their stats, right? <laughs> uh huh. It's a rivalry game. It is a rivalry the, game. The committee right? has said that they um, give bonus points for all trophies won, whether it's a conference title or a rivalry title that you can't find. That's the best kind, right? The yeah. arc. Nobody can find the Ark of the Covenant. The that arc- shit's valuable as hell. The arcane rivalry trophy, the mystical wisdom rivalry trophy. Legendary rivalry trophy. I I really enjoyed Bob Diago's honesty about that trophy and that he's ashamed of it. <laughs> and that he's he's locked that away and he doesn't want to admit it ever happened. <laughs> the Hartford Cur- the Hartford Current did a whole piece tracking down like Diaco and asking about the civil conflict trophy and finding a picture of it sitting at the end of a bench abandoned by all who had anything to do with it. And they got to Bob Diaco, who's at, uh, I believe he's the defensive coordinator for Nebraska now. And he is, they, correct. Yeah, Diaco's like, um, I, I don't talk about it. It never happened. I don't. How how much money would you give the custodian or whoever for it, wherever it is? $100. That's it? No, no, no. Well, that's, uh, what I'm star- that's what I'm starting at. I'm not okay, going to nego- I'm I'm negotiate against myself. I got I, I got 150 on it. I'll do 175. I'll do 200. It's yours, buddy. Enjoy. Yes. <laughs> For all time, the civil conflict. <laughs> hey, if you have it, if you have the actual one, get at me because I just set your I just set your price. <laughs> well, and and in true eBay fashion, it is kind of misspelled, so. <laughs> Perfect. The system works all these years later. Trust the process. You know, you know your um, you know your trophy's good when you're like, ah, people will just remember the postal codes for these states, right? That's enough. I feel like that's enough. Idiots. (laughs) So yeah, UCF is really gonna shine that resume this week because. Um, let's see. In the next slot, we have oh, just a little top ten. Georgia at Auburn matchup, just a just a little thing, a little small thing. Nothing, yeah. nothing. Just the number one team, and it's um, maybe hardest game of the year. Maybe. Well, it's just it's just tough because these teams play so infrequently. You know, I think Georgia leads this series um, seven to six yeah. all time since Auburn came over from the ACC. They've only played once. Uh, these teams just don't know each other that well. They certainly don't have any sort of connection in terms of like pecking oh. order in the academic universe or anything like that. Yeah, and they're so far apart geographically, and also like their games are just really boring. And like you know, the favored team always wins, and like the you know the decisive play is always like oh, it was a field goal in the third quarter. You know, you know it's never like really crazy right. where you see like Georgia right. coaches like passing out on their faces on the field or anything like that. Now, I do hope the civil conflict trophy turns up here. Somehow, I hope like whatever team wins, they're just like, and they're rushing the field. Oh, and what's this? They're lifting the civil conflict <laughs> trophy. Somehow that made its way to Auburn, Alabama. <laughs> Gus Malzahn, we're here. We're here at uh, Auburn, Auburn University. We, everything is civil here. It's the way we do business. I was, I was just trying to think. Is it like the Andy Richter of trophies? <laughs> <laughs> We invited him on the show. 
He's there. It's great. And then Bob Diaco's like, see, that proves that Connecticut and Georgia exist in the same universe. We just tied it all together. (laughs) Oh, man. How, oh, man. How heated is Bob Diaco this week? Nebraska's playing Minnesota, where there's a made-up rivalry trophy people give a shit about. This is his fucking nightmare. This is the chair game. Where did I go wrong? Oh, man. The bits, the the, the $5 bits of broken chair trophy. Correct. All he had to do was hire the internet. Yeah, that was it. That Bob Diaco probably he designed that trophy himself, right? That was another revelation in the Hartford Current article that Diaco had designed it himself. It's it's atrocious. It looks like if if um, if you could reduce a really shitty '80s office park to a Horcrux, that's what the civil <laughs> conflict trophy looks like, right? You're like if you if you unleash the power of this, it will sprout a cobra office center, right? Um, that's what it looks like. And he's why is like, there a co- why is there a Comp USA in this trophy? I don't get it. <laughs> There's a free CD in here. Weird. Um, it's, it's 20 hours of you know one... <laughs> a free a free prodigy. That's weird. Wow. Um, but yeah, we spent a lot of time on it, and and no one liked it. And then PJ like. Some people from the internet make up like this jackass broken bits chair trophy, right? And and PJ Flex like we're all in on it. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking parody account of a coach you fired for being an asshole invented the trophy. <laughs> and he everyone, didn't even make it; he just typed it, and someone out there made it. I know, and they are one hundred percent committed to it. Like, yeah, this is great. Giacco's like, when will I be loved? <laughs> Uh, all the time he's a beautiful man he needs to um, you know everything's not going to go your way buddy you already won one lottery the, going back to Georgia and Auburn the newest rivalry in the south of course mm-hmm. um, I, I'm I'm just completely bullish on Georgia until I don't have to be because I don't see I, I have people in my mentions going oh man you know they haven't faced anything like Auburn's defense you think that's going to matter like really? Have you seen what Georgia does? Well, that they run. Gonna... They run the ball. Yeah. And if if Auburn's good at anything, it's limiting the run game. Then what does Auburn need to do to score? They need to pass. They're going to need some forced fumbles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're going to need. We like that. We're we're about forty five seconds into this, and we're already making up things. Hey, we're running the muff punt offense. We feel that that's the best way to flip the field and really, you know, move the ball. Boy, when, when, one, of the, when one of our D linemen gets that ball, we run that wing T run back. We practice it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not like like Georgia's, Georgia's pass defense. A lot about, oh, I don't know, about 5.3 yards. They, they're just not allowing a, a lot of anything through the air. And well, when, when shit, that fits perfectly for uh, Auburn's a perfect fit. Auburn, I'll take take what take what the defense gives you. We'll give you three yards. Done. Done. Accepted. <laughs> I'll stand on fifteen. I'll take your two and a half yards. Who's the smart ass now? Of course, Jared <laughs> Stidham died in the process, but but he got that ball off, didn't he? That's not a sack. That's a positive, two yards. That's a positive play. Listen, you can't make an eight play, seventeen yard drive omelet. <laughs> Without Jarrett Stidham getting sacked ninety four <laughs> times, yeah. No, George is gonna win. George is gonna win by I don't know seventeen points. I'll put it. I'll put it. I'll put it here. Tigers win. Okay, sure. Okay, cool. 
I like that we just made that up. <laughs> like, yeah, well, there's a bunch of reasons. I don't know. Jared Stidham's going to get sacked like 20 <laughs> times. I just no, see, I'm like. Lean, I'm leaning on that run defense. I'm all in on that run defense. Sounds like something I would say. So, so whoever wins will be praised for being right. Um, the other Tigers in the 330 slot, Clemson. Man, Dabo Swinney is going out of his way to talk up Florida State. Talk, oh, DeAndre Francois, that's a Heisman contender that they lost. This Florida State team, y'all, you don't want to. You don't want to prepare for them. Oh, I mean, realistically, Florida State might be the greatest team with a losing record in November of of all time. And now you're talking about an all-time great? You know, we got to go out there and face one of the all-time greats. They got Deion Sanders. They got Randy Moss. Let him back after the weed thing. They got Peter Warwick. Peter Tom Willis back there. It's crazy. You know, Chris Chris Wanky out there shagging flies. He's still the same age. He's still only slightly too old for this. Think about how many houses Warwick Dunn has supplied. I've only got two houses. I gotta compete with that shit. Two houses that they know about. <laughs> Wait, did we? Have we talked about Davos fucking castle that he bought? Davos bought a castle, by the way. <laughs> he, he, bought, he, bought, he bought himself a, a Tudor themed, a renovated Tudor themed highway mo- like motor lodge. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a kick-ass putt-putt arcade place. They they come up to me and they call me King Dabo. I said I'm not King Dabo yet. I'm not even Lord Dabo. I'm only Baron Dabo for now. I got a long way to go. Feudalism is the original assignment football. You get you get one plot of land, and it's your, it's if any, if the ball comes through there, I don't know. Maybe it's yours. Hey, it's just it's just zone defense. All right, that's all feudalism that's is. That's what it is. That's what it is. You just you just stay in your zone. Or the king kills you. That will happen. So, yeah, um, Clemson's going to knock Florida State to six losses. You know what a stunt it is to, like, have Dabo, like, gassing up Florida State, right? Like, that's that, this is, like, me being convinced that Dabo's, like, doing what he should do as a coach by pumping him up. But also, at the same time, like, it's got to be, it's got to just kill Jimbo Fisher. You hear Dabo sitting there going like, no, 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 y'all. They're real good. <laughs> Dabo talking about talking about them the way you would if you're playing fucking Jacksonville State or something. They're a real good team for their level. No, Listen, Sc- Scattergories Jr., they got a lot of tough questions on, you know, you see the junior and you write them off, but then like they you- ask you, what's something you can put on a sandwich that starts with a P? And you're like, well, yeah, I guess pickle, but what else? Man, that wee bowling, you can sprain your wrist if you don't know what you're doing. It's your, it's your buffest friend who gets fit after working out for two weeks, and you like lay off for like a month and come back in, and they're like, that's real good. You benched 135 pounds, buddy. Yeah, you know, you know, it wasn't about the number. It was about the form. You look at this Florida State team, and no, they can't bench, but the form, the form is there. Um, now, of course, the funnier outcome will be Florida State somehow upsets Clemson, Florida State fans get all Florida State on the internet, and then they realize they potentially rescheduled this game with Louisiana Monroe for no reason. <laughs> oh, then they can hit. Then they then they can go seven and five. They can go eight and fucking five. Winning win season, y'all. Winning season. <laughs> Frank, Jimbo, give him an extension. Never, <laughs> never a doubt. Fifty million dollar buyout. Let's do Uncon- it. Unconquered. Keep the coaching staff. Give them all raises. And then yeah, uh, was. Wisconsin gets to draw the ruiner of dreams and good things, Iowa. What is our rivalry trophy trophy here? 
Uh, is this either the Heroes Trophy or the Freedom Trophy, or it's 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 a, it's a very um, post nine eleven trophy? I know that much. It is the uh, the Heartland Trophy. Okay, I take that back. There's so fucking many of them in that little quadrant of what is it? The quadrant quadrangle of hate. The the Heartland Trophy is a brass bull that the winner gets. <laughs> oh, isn't that the one? Isn't that the one that looks like they're two stadiums? <sighs> Might not be. God no, damn. no, that's that's Wisconsin and somebody else because they both have like military themes. I think that might be. Uh, I want to say Wisconsin, Michigan State. Mm, no, that that trophy would be like the winning coach gets a punch in the face. Well, this one, remember, it is a it has a big old brass bull on it. Okay, but and the bull. Oh, went, the bull! I thought you said bowl. No, 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 no the no. bowl. The bull had uh, the bull at first, uh, Bob Bowlesby, who now, of course, is like, you know, Bob Bowlesby. Uh, Bob Bowlesby was athletic director at Iowa in 2004, and they got the prototype back, and the guy who made it uh, said it had, some, it had some balls on it at first. And then he took it over and he showed Bowlesby, and I think it was Bowlesby who said, yeah, we can't have those balls hanging down there. And I'll never forget when the sculptor took that little exacto knife and just shoop. That's the exact word in the, the quote, by the way, is shoop. Just listen. Th- they said they said Jackie Sherrill could never find another line of work, and they were fucking wrong. <laughs> it was, and they just dropped off. We laughed about that more than not. It was pretty funny, man. So yeah, if you don't like the balls, we'll just take them off for you. Lop. So, it is a neutered bull. Yeah. Still got it. I think- though. I think it's I I think it's Iowa Nebraska that has the or or no 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 yeah Nebraska Nebraska Wisconsin has the Freedom Trophy yeah and it yeah it 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 features images of both teams football stadiums with an American you know what somebody just decided to make the most American the Patriot Troops um honor (laughs) trophy okay just go make that all right. It's just uh, a thousand bayonets glued together. That's what it is. Right, and it's the the troop the troop cops memorial award. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 the, Wal, the Wahlberg trophy. <laughs> this is Mark Wahlberg on his on his big motorcycle of freedom, saying, "Have a nice weekend." Have a nice weekend. <laughs> Say hello to your mother for me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Iowa has, Iowa at this point has ruined Ohio State season, almost ruined Penn State season, can still ruin Wisconsin season, can always ruin Nebraska season, ruined Iowa State season, uh, ruined Wyoming season in some sense, and, you know, because they're Iowa, ruined their own season as well. Damn. They're, they're just, they're just pestilence in, in football form, and it's wonderful. They're like a we fucking- love it blight on all the heartland crops mm-hmm. just spreading pestilence and punts and misery yeah that's well that's why pharaoh finally gave up kirk ferentz showed up but he said you know we think we'd like to <laughs> we'd like to fine discuss. i can't <laughs> i yield take them i'll i'll i'm pharaoh i'll outlast you kirk ferentz will you you think so huh <laughs> he dropped 55 points on that chips but- Ow! <laughs> you know a guy named Methuselah tried that. You know, um, you see the you see the Red Sea parting. Uh, fullbacks going right down the middle, and we're we're going right behind him. 
Uh, it just uh, as a note, um, man, this, this night shift is heat. I'm very yeah, fond. Boy. Very fond of it. Just cause, uh, Notre Dame at Miami. I'm really going to enjoy because the results for for someone are going to be very confusing. This this actually has like all the elements for trouble because you have a but a bunch of people who hate each other and are convinced that they are totally different from one another, whether or not they actually are. You have the highest stakes possible. The loser of this might effectively be out of the playoff race altogether. And they've all spent a shitload of money to be here. Miami fans throw garbage on the field when it only costs $18 to get into a Miami game. The fuck are they going to do if there's a bad call in a game where they spent 10 times that to get into the game? They're going to throw an entire car. It's going to be amazing. Gold chains flying on the field. Pit bull flying on the field. Yeah, this right. is the game where not only do you have like ancient history for like the um you know the like the fathers of any legacy players or whatever and like, like for for the fans at least and Mark Ricks. Mark Ricks got some probably got some Notre Dame hate stored up. Uh even though that was a little after his time. But like they also played last year. Notre Dame was the last team to beat Miami. So like there there is actually some rejuvenated rivalry angst here. I'm really hoping for some evil Rick here. I'm really hoping for some intentional like celebration penalty or some sort of massive uh, onside kick attempt, which Miami. Oh, oh, they turned the, they turned the turnover chain into a rosary. They did. They're saying hail Marys out there right now just to mock them. Look at that. I want something very unintentional, maybe too. Like maybe you turn on the sprinklers right after Notre Dame takes the field for the first right. time, right? <laughs> just <laughs> oh no, brother Rick has nailed the ninety-five theses to the goalpost. What does it say? Every Notre Dame Heisman winner is overrated. Wow. That's now this is back. Salvation by faith alone, bitch. Huh? Yeah. Uh, we had to, we had to translate it to Dade County ease. We had to translate it so that the locals would understand it. I don't get it. Do you mean it? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to beat Notre Dame. <clears throat> bitch. Oh yeah. Where three or more come together in one. There you have a conference that is actually eligible to make the playoff. Maybe and, a criminal, and, a, and a criminal conspiracy. Also a criminal conspiracy. I do also enjoy, too, that with Miami, there is also the achievement here of that. We, oh, yeah, we beat Notre Dame and we're staying undefeated. And you're like, still got to win that Atlantic division for the first time, y'all. <laughs> like, Miami, you're going like, to lose the pit and Virginia Tech's going to steal it. <laughs> you're like, that's really cool, y'all. I'm glad to beat Notre Dame. But let's buckle down and get pit and nail down this first division championship. That we basically created the entire conference around the concept of you being competitive in. Just do it. People are going to be so damn confused when they hear Miami when it's first what? <laughs> now, on the other hand, the Notre Dame fans may feel oddly at home here because the stadium is named after their favorite restaurant, Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, woo. Yeesh. Damn. Oh, yeah. Me and Sharon, we went to Paris this spring. Had a lovely meal at the Hard Rock. You ever been? <laughs> Best restaurant in France. That's what I said. Rick Steves, he's a criminal. <laughs> you know yeah. Rick Steves reps the U. You know Rick Steves reps the U. Oh, no, 100%. You know why? Because Rick Steves can't return to the United States because he was arrested for importing thousands of pounds of marijuana in the late 70s. That's my theory. That, like, Rick Steves was involved in some drug ring, and that's why he's in Europe forever, right? Just, just, just Skyping Michael Irvin. 
Hey, how's it going, buddy? Miss you. <laughs> hey, yo, Ricky! <laughs> <laughs> My man! <laughs> like, I, I, man, there's no way that Rick... Because Rick Steves is also super... If you know, Rick Steves is also super pro-legalization. It just makes me think. I'm like, let's see. Stuck in Europe forever. Super pro-legalization. Like quietly unmenacing and you wouldn't assume enough and i was like oh yeah he was totally flying planes for a cartel no way nate newton took the fall for him all right <laughs> the big fall <laughs> yeah, big heavy fall um the the other night game uh of interest and- tennessee at missouri <laughs> oregon state at arizona Yes. Sorry. You get to steal Khalil Tate against tackling dummies. Uh, I was, I, I was, I was thinking something else. I was thinking, uh, I was thinking TCU at Oklahoma. Oh, that. Yeah, one of those games where we go, well, it'll all work itself out, right? Because we got a couple of those, right? Like Notre Dame, Miami. Ah, that'll work itself out. Somebody's picking up a loss here, right? It's Notre Dame. We can just forget about putting them in the final four, right? Start scouting out a lovely. Florida bowl game for them to, uh, you know, pick up and, and just junk it ties. Nope. Um, you know, Miami stays undefeated or, or picks up a loss and things get real confusing for them. Well, TCU, Oklahoma, uh, there's another one of these nice little knockouts. It's very pleasant because uh, both these teams, again, both of them have a loss to Iowa State, the most important team in college football. And one of them will have a loss after this. This so is the, have- um, the Iowa third place match. At one point, an athletic department will just attempt to pay a coach not to work. Yeah, Notre Dame, Notre Dame has done that twice. Yeah, okay. Rephrase. It, ahead of time. They'll just pre-fire, right? Like, that's really what, like, Florida should probably do with several coaches, right? Is just pay them not to go there, right? Like, okay, cool. I don't know. If, if Jimbo Fisher leaves Florida State... And uh, Willie Taggart comes rolling in. We should just pay Willie Taggart like $20 million a year to not coach at Florida State. Not work there. Oh, I keep him on retainer. Right, yeah. No, no, no. Just, yeah, just to take him off the market, right? Like, you know, you could work really hard for $10 million. How would you like to not work for 15 That's a damn good deal. Think about it. Yeah. It's not, it's not the worst great. idea you proposed. No, no, no. I, I propose much stupider. You still have time on this podcast to propose further. I mean, you just are you saying we should not care about Alabama at Mississippi State at all? Because it sounded <laughs> like that's what you were saying. Oh, no, no, not at all. So, so, my favorite fact about this game um, there is a scenario in which this is Bama's best win of the regular season. A regular season that included Florida State and, and a trip to Auburn and LSU and LSU and all the normal stuff. Yeah. That's wild, man. That's wild. Like so so Mississippi State probably projected to finish nine and three, and they're already number sixteen, which is a little confusing. You know, they've won <laughs> they've won comfortably, but okay, fine. Let it happen. Um, so let's say Auburn lo- let's say Auburn loses badly to Georgia. We already know Auburn's winning. And let's say Auburn loses real badly to Bama and you know Auburn slips down a little bit with four losses. Mississippi State finished nine and three. Bama's best win in Mississippi State. Workmanlike. That's what I think that is. Workmanlike. I don't know how this manages to happen, but we always say that, you know, oh man, what gives Alabama troubles? A mobile quarterback. 
Well, we we say we say that in the way that it's like the flu kills people, and yes, the flu does, but most people it doesn't. Alabama faces a lot of mobile quarterbacks that it doesn't lose to. Yeah, it's like you know, you know, driving a car straight off a cliff tends to be bad for you. Probably you're you're probably going to handle that guardrail though. Yeah, but like Mississippi State always has a quarterback who's just slow enough to get himself in trouble against the Alabama defense, right? It's never like. Deshaun, it's never like Deshaun Watson or Manziel, right? Or I don't know, Baker Mayfield would probably do real well against them, right? Um, you know, even Trevor, you can look back at quarterbacks who gave Alabama trouble, and all of Mississippi State's quarterbacks are just big and slow enough in the fast quarterback category to get themselves into real trouble, right? Mississippi State is the the car you start out with when you buy a racing game. You're like, okay, well. I guess I got to save up some money and upgrade because I can't be winning races with this Mississippi State. That's not going to happen. <laughs> this, this Ford Focus ST has got to get me to the next. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I'm going to turn damage off. We have some ad reads to do before we get there. We have totally passed over the most important revenge game on this schedule. Do either of you know which one it is? Most important revenge game? Look through look through this schedule. Look through and say like, oh, we all remember how, how important this, this game was last year. UNC Pitt. Kansas at Texas. Oh yes. Can't Texas <laughs> is uh well Texas won last year, right? Surely no. Texas- no. 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 That's no, wild. they did not. No, they did not. What sport I, what sport is this? I was going to say, this is on something called, I mean, it's on LHN, right? But it's also yeah. on Jayhawk TV, which I just imagine to be that satire channel that, like, they always show on Saturday Night Live, and they're like, what is German television? And it's like, the child is in trouble. The child is sad! <laughs> Jayhawk TV is if you just go to Bill Self's house, he'll let you in. Jayhawk TV is that article that's floating around this week about like YouTube bots are rearranging your child's mind by shooting Peppa the Pig in the face. (laughs) Jayhawk TV is Jason Whitlock's website. (laughs) Spencer, please, you've been assigned all the ad reads this week because I'm a dick. Uh, So I'm going to ask you to go ahead and get those done. All of the ad reads that we are providing this week um, are not, of course, Sponsors, uh, they're sponsors of charity. They are readers, listeners, participants in the Shutdown Fullcast community who have kindly given us funds for um, our efforts to support disaster relief um, across Puerto Rico, Florida, Texas, uh, anywhere affected uh, by hurricane season. Uh, The first one this week is from Charlie. The best C-Lab 2021 episode was Martian Law. Go Big Red. Okay. I mean, I think that's valid. It's not my favorite C-Lab episode. What's your favorite? My favorite one is is Season 1, Episode 5, Lost in Time, where Captain Murphy creates a uh, an awful time loop, a distor- reality-distorting time loop, because he sends Quinn and Stormy out to <laughs> Pirate Cable and uh, blows up the station the entire episode, like several times, until members of the crew are further mutated into, like, they keep piling up, like, horrible, more mutated versions of the other. So that would be my favorite is Lost in Time. 
I would pick Tin Fins, but that's because I like all the Grizzlebees cutaways. <laughs> Grizzlebees! You'll wish you had less fun! <laughs> uh, I, I think that's a quality. I think we all make good picks there, okay? For best C-Lap episode. The next is from Zach. And these next ones are going to be uh, uncomfortable for me, but I do this for the cause. From Zach, I'm Zach Gerbeck, and I think Spencer doesn't love cheese as much as Jim McElwain doesn't love sharks. I read it. Doesn't mean I have to validate it. Have you fucked cheese before? Uh, no, hasn't happened. Hasn't happened. Mm. Know that you didn't say it wouldn't happen, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. For, I'll do a lot. I'll do a lot for charity. That's what I'll say. You heard it, folks. <laughs> From Julia. If possible, I would like for Spencer to say on air that cheese is delicious. I just said it. I read it. It's part of that sentence. So I don't have to say it. Because I just said it. Julia. How much cheese is in your house at a given time? Um, we usually have some of those little baby bells, sure. right? Yeah. Uh, cause kids like those. So we'll have, we'll usually have a bag of those on hand. Uh, and that's usually about it. Um, okay. if it, and usually my wife has some bag of something really horrible smelling that she'll put on, I don't know, like an Asiago or a Parmesan, right? Which are the worst because the minute they hit heat, they just start emitting all of that barnyard cow ass stink into the air. <laughs> Where cheese comes from, as we all know. <laughs> Cows <God>. shit it out. <laughs> this man's definitely picking Wisconsin to lose. Uh, now, in the great pizza war of 2K17, does your cheese phobia um, sway your allegiance at all? Because as we all know, the extremely woke Pizza Hut has higher cheese content than other brands, lesser brands. That's why yeah. that's why Spencer only eats crazy bread. Mm, no, that's why I go Domino's thin crust cuz it's like that's barely food. Like there's it's mostly air, right? It's like mostly air and a couple of slices of meat and then like maybe a thin strata of cheese on top of it and it's all mozzarella which is supposed to be buffalo milk, but I assume industrial mozzarella is actually just reconstituted Starbursts, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all lemon for some reason. Yeah, I mean, coloring, it's, not actual, it's not actual food, right? Domino's is going to have to do another one of those ads where they come out in like five years, and they're like, I'm sorry, we've been serving you shredded cars rebuilt his pizza. They rehired right? Dave Brandon just to kick him back to the curb. It was all I, Dave Brandon's fault. He thought we should start serving plastic on our pizza instead of cheap. We're sorry for that. I mean, Michigan might want to adopt that strategy, too. That's fine. We've rehired Dave Brandon after the Maryland loss. We have fired Dave Brandon after the Maryland loss. Yay, everyone's happy now. <laughs> Get out on him. We have one more, and that's Lieutenant Winslow. Um, for some reason, I'm supposed to say this. Nobody likes Aaron Weisberg. There you go. That's true. Are, those are our reads. Who's, who's that? We don't know. No context was given. That's the okay. best part. It doesn't, doesn't matter. We were. They, they told us to read it, and we did. Okay. Um, I do want to focus on 
one other game. FAU plays Louisiana Tech this week. That's right. We've got Lane Kiffin versus Skip Holtz. And yes, I dubbed this game the Sun Bowl. That's what it is. 